Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. Mostly no one much cared if they exhumed what was left of Ulrich Rollins' body, except the life insurance companies and possibly his family. His disappearance after auditors found his place of employment short of thousands of dollars was pretty much old news, and leaving his family five months earlier didn't endear him to anyone. But in his youth, life was good for Ulrich. Growing up in Brattleboro felt safe and familiar, so he stuck around after high school. Good with numbers and money, Ulrich gravitated toward the banking industry and secured a job at Brattleboro Trust Company in about 1919. With good pay, he often traveled, too. Ulrich's interests were varied and many, which kept him busy throughout his early adulthood. He became an an important member of the Vermont Wheel Club of Brattleboro, eventually becoming treasurer. Throughout the 1920s, he often traveled to collegiate football games, both at Dartmouth and New Haven, Connecticut, or vacationed in Boston, Hampton Beach, or Maine. He was a member of the local Grange and the Elks Club, and he also acted in local theatrical productions. Busy as he was, he had time to drive automobiles from afar back to Brattleboro for local automobile businesses. Ulrich was even a keen bridge player, Clearly, he was a busy man, all while taking on more responsibilities at Brattleboro Trust Company. He was eventually responsible for liquidating the contents of Brattleboro China Store for the Trust Company and was in charge of the Brattleboro Salvation Army Appeal in 1929, a daunting job as the Great Depression engulfed the economy. His life was full and full of promise, when in October 1930, Ulrich's life took several life-changing turns. Mrs. Helen Lane Butler of Keene, New Hampshire, became Ulrich's bride. She had a son by her previous marriage, and the three lived in a rented home on Oakcrest in Brattleboro. That newlywed joy turned sour only a week or two after their wedding, when Ulrich's accounting books at work came up short. It was in the newspaper, but as quickly as it appeared in the news, it disappeared when his friends and family pooled their money and paid the trust company the missing funds. Perhaps the general public had more important things to think about in 1930 during the Great Depression. Maybe he apologized and was forgiven. Whatever happened, he left the trust company at the end of this fateful month and secured a new job at Manley Brothers Company Auto Garage on High Street as the chief bookkeeper. The newlyweds probably had their best year in 1931. They hosted many bridge parties in their home, which were always well attended. They vacationed together and continued to enjoy out-of-state collegiate football games. In 1932, although the couple still held bridge parties, their life began to take separate paths. Helen became an active member in the Brattleboro Memorial Hospital Auxiliary, the Women's Club, and the Center Congregational Church. She visited her mother more often in Keene, and now her mother visited her in Brattleboro. Helen and her son vacationed without Ulrich almost exclusively. By 1933, Ulrich was not only the head bookkeeper of Manley Brothers Company, but he was also a salesman. He had been with the company for three years when, much to Ulrich's dismay, the company's 
financial records were audited. During the audit, a nervous Ulrich excused himself from the proceedings and feigned a trip to the bank, supposedly to make a $40 deposit. Instead, he went home and told his wife he had unexpected business in New York City. He left his home and vanished from Brattleboro. As auditors found, there was about $12,000 missing. That's $278,000 in 2023 dollars from the Manley Brother accounts. A search for Ulrich only turned up the Hudson sedan he had been driving, which was recovered in Bennington. Rumors abounded. Many people claimed to see him locally, and others were sure he was in Canada. But as the weather warmed that year, his disappearance faded from the news, and people just got on with enjoying their summer until Labor Day, September 4, 1933. A grisly discovery was made at the mouth of the West River near the Three Bridges, a decaying human body. It was impossible to identify initially, but pieces of the puzzle came together just before the body was buried. Ulrich's brother, Arthur, found a coat and hat on the hedge behind their parents' Putney Road house. Most of the clothing on the previously unidentified body had been burned prior to the expected burial, but pieces of the pants he had been wearing were still at the scene of the river, and that fabric matched the coat behind the Rollin home. The one Dunham shoe that had not yet been burned was confirmed by his brother to be Ulrich's. Dunham Brothers was consulted about the shoe, and the records showed that Ulrich had purchased the shoes in February 1933. Further, several dentists were consulted, and their records confirmed the teeth of the body matched Ulrich's dental records. His wife even identified a lock of the dead man's hair as being that of her husband's. With a sufficient identification made, burial commenced at Morningside Cemetery on September 9th. His wife and her son left town permanently and moved back to Keene to live with her mother. Once again, life in Brattleboro began to return to normal until November of that year. Even though the body was determined to be that of Ulrich, the insurance companies which held life policies on Ulrich would not disperse the money they had questions. Their investigations revealed that he had been living in a boarding house in Detroit under an assumed name and working at a car dealer for the summer. It was also discovered that he had been in Detroit on the morning of August 29th and received a phone call. How could he have made it back to Brattleboro, drown, and his body found so decayed that it had to be identified by dental records all within a week? Was there foul play? poisoning? And was he dead when he entered the water? The insurance company demanded his body be exhumed to do further testing. By now, many people were growing weary of the Ulrich Rollins saga, but again, rumors started. Perhaps a guilty person might dig up and dispose of the body before further tests could be run. The police even patrolled Morningside Cemetery in case such an event occurred. After all the permits were granted, Ulrich's body was dug up on November 15th in the early morning hours so as not to draw a crowd. Tissue samples were sent to the state for detailed analysis. The body revealed no neck abrasions and his skull was intact. Also, no poison was found in the tissues. 
it was stated by forensic investigators that it would take between 5 and 15 days for a human body to be as decomposed as this one was, all dependent on the weather and depth in the water. So after days of study, Ulrich's cause of death was confirmed to be drowning with no foul play. Ulrich Rollin was finally laid to rest again on December 1, 1933, and life returned to normal in Brattleboro. But several questions are unanswered. Who called Ulrich the morning he left Detroit? Did that call prompt him to flee Detroit, or was he called home for some reason? Why was his coat behind his parents' house, but family had not seen him? Could he have been shoved into the water rather than either accidental drowning or choosing to kill himself? The mystery remains. Ulrich Rollin rests at Morningside Cemetery near his mother and father and other family members. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 